Hello and welcome back to the Money Bear Podcast. I am your host, Chloe Daniels, better known as Clover Money Coach on the internet. And you may hear some cat squeaking in the background because my mom adopted a cat two days ago. And we're just trying to slowly introduce her into like the rest of the family because a lot of times when you're an older cat specifically, it takes a while to get used to the other animals in the house and we don't want to overwhelm her. But she's like ready to leave, even though we just let her out for like a. she's in a spare bedroom right now with, you know, everything that she needs. But she was just let out a little bit ago to like start exploring slowly but surely in a safe way and immediately started hissing at one of our cats and like her hissing. Her like aggressive, it's the most aggressive hissing I've ever heard. She like literally sounds like she's screaming and it sounds like it's coming from the depths of hell. So you may be hearing that in the background. I'm not really sure if it's picking it up or not, but that's what's going on. She's a total sweetheart though, but it's funny because her name is Maleficent. She's actually, my mom has had a naked cat for two years, I want to say, and She got the Sphinx cat from a breeder, and the breeder had, obviously, the mother of Misha, who her cat's name, and she just saw on Facebook that the breeder was, like, rehoming Misha's mother, and so my mom obviously jumped on it and was like, we will take her, and Maleficent is so sweet. She's really lovely, but she will turn into Maleficent, from Millie to Maleficent, so fast that it's like, holy shit is there a demon in this house? So, but I love her. She's really cute. We found out she's like an experimental elf breed. And, you know, I'm personally not into breeding animals. I don't like that practice, but it's was my mom's choice. And I also understand that if you want a hairless cat, you do have to go through a breeder most of the time. But just, I feel like I have to say that to like, a disclaimer, I'm not in support of breeders, but she apparently is like an experimental elf, which means she's like a little dwarf cat where she's got smaller legs. And so she's a little lower to the ground and it's pretty adorable in a weird alien sort of way since she's not only a dwarf cat, but she's also a hairless dwarf cat. So (laughs) she's cute though. I like her a lot. She's very snuggly, but we leave for California tomorrow. So me, my dog and my cat. We are heading out to California. We're heading to San Diego for three months. And then after San Diego, the plan is to head to Tucson. And then hopefully we will be settling down in Tucson because I'm so ready to be in one place. Even if I just end up renting for a year while I figure out this whole buying a home thing, I am just so ready to get into a place with like my stuff, my plants, like everything that I want so that I don't have to continue like moving around all the time. I just like, I'm such a creature of habit, but I'm always pushing myself outside of the need for stability, the need for routine. And I don't know why I do that. I think it's because deep down, I still also have this desire for adventure and change, but I really love a good old fashioned routine. I think for me, an ideal situation in my life would be like, I travel two to three times a year. That's it. I think that's all I really would want to do. (laughs) And maybe it's just because for the last several years, it's been, I mean, that's not true because the pandemic, we took a break from traveling and I did miss it. So I feel like last year with the road trip around the country, I clearly made up for it. 
but I feel like one international trip a year and then maybe two domestic trips where like, you know, they're long weekends or something. It's ideal for me. I love a good staycation. I love a good just rent an Airbnb and a cabin in the woods staycation. But right now I'm like, I just want to hunker down and I don't want to go anywhere else for the rest of the year. (laughs) So, (laughs) but we've been doing a lot of travel this year. So anyway, that's where I'm at mentally. This week has been totally freaking nuts because we also had a big launch for the Lazy Investors course where it went on sale. We had two webinars and the webinars and the sale and everything like that, it does take a lot out of us. It's just like a lot of work and a lot of preparation, a lot of monitoring, a lot of data tracking. And then, of course, me being a crazy person, I was like, let's move on a Friday after our launch. So, yeah, that's tomorrow as I'm recording this. It's April 27th and I'm headed out on April 28th. And I'm really excited to get to San Diego, but I think I'm even more excited to like just get to Tucson and settle down. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what my life is going to hold in the next six months in the next four months even but yeah i'm also looking forward to like not paying three thousand dollars a month in rent because <laughs> my airbnb in san diego is 26.50 a month which is so high i've never paid that much for rent in my life but it's a really nice place it's like pretty large which will be good for when my boyfriend comes and visits me but you know i'm just i'm tired guys so that's what i got going on i would really love to find like in Tucson, if I decide to rent until I buy, I would love to spend less than two grand a month on rent. You know, I would still really like to rent a house. I know renting for below two grand in Tucson is still probably going to be a little bit difficult, but ideally, guys, and my boyfriend doesn't listen to the podcast, but ideally, he'll also fall in love with Tucson and then he'll be like, hey, I'm going to move to Tucson with you and then we can split rent. (sighs) How glorious would that be? It's been so long. I don't remember the last time I had, like, I've only ever had a partner to split rent with once and it was awful. Like this was the partner who used my credit card to fund his business and he still owes me 60 grand today. But to have a, like somebody who I like, who I love splitting rent with, who's not a roommate, who's like an actual partner. Ugh. It'll be so nice. I can't even imagine spending only like a thousand dollars on rent. (laughs) That would be great. So he's open to it. He's like, I just got to see it first. But he does want to get out of his house and like in the hills. So we'll see what happens, guys. I'm just trying to reduce my expenses so I can have less stress in my life. And that's the beauty of it. Like I'm so for making as much money as possible so that you can live your life on your terms, doing whatever you want and never having to worry about money. But I'm also all for, as you're building that wealth, cutting back on your expenses as much as possible because it's like, as your lifestyle increases, I know we've talked about this a lot lately, as our lifestyle expenses increase, then it's like the pressure to keep out earning our lifestyle. It's a lot of pressure. So that's kind of, The stage that I'm at and what's kind of directing me in my next chapter of life, I don't want to get ahead of myself and start like living a life that I probably should have waited till my 40s to live or something along those lines where I'm like, you know, balling out, got the mortgage, got the, you know, dream house or whatever. And then I just feel this constant need to hustle into burnout. So, (laughs) so yeah, it's a constant balance, my friends, but I'm figuring out slowly but surely and we will see what happens. So 
Today for our money tip, I wanted to talk about exactly that like fluctuating income situation because I feel like recently I've had a lot of people reach out and say like, hey, I love all your tips, but like, how do I implement these tips if I have fluctuating income? And what I like to first point out is that really when we look at our last three months of spending, our last six months of spending, our spending really shouldn't be changing all that much just because our income is fluctuating, right? We will always have some of the same expenses every single month, no matter what, right? Of course, some months there's going to be emergencies, there's going to be special occasions, there's going to be things like that. But because that does happen on a regular basis, you can kind of plan for something happening each month that's going to be a little bit out of the ordinary. So I do think that the key to managing fluctuating income is one, don't budget based off of the month ahead. Budget off of, okay, I have this amount of money and this is what I have going on for the next two weeks that I have to plan for. Planning for the next two weeks is significantly easier than planning for the next month. So budget with what you have, not what you with what you are guesstimating is going to come in. Then number two, you need to really figure out what are my bare minimum expenses? What are the things that like, essentially, I have to make this amount of money in order to cover my expenses in order to make sure I'm in the clear? Okay. Because that is going to really help you know, like, as long as I'm hitting these numbers, I'm in the safe zone. I'm okay. I'm not going to have to, you know, worry about covering my rent or my bills. It's really just making sure that I'm hitting that ramen noodles number, as I've heard it called before. I think it's Mallory Rowan who has called it that. But like, what is the bare minimum that you need to make? That is going to give you some peace of mind and knowing that as long as I'm here, as long as I'm hitting this number, I'm good. Now, that's like step two, because in step three, we're hoping you're making above the ramen noodle number. We want you to continue to grow that wealth, right? So we've got to look at, all right, as more money than my bare minimum expenses comes in, we've got to assign it a job. So as you make more, the key to making sure that you are now reaching those other goals, those other expenses, those other spending We've got to now assign that money a job. So it's like, as long as you're making that bare minimum, okay, that's set aside. Now, if I make above this, this is where it's going to go. This is like the order in which I'm going to prioritize it. That's kind of how I do it. So I get paid essentially once a month. It's any time that our product gets launched. And what I do is I'll look at as the launch continues, like this is how much money I think I'm going to bring in and this is how I plan to divide it. But <laughs> as that's happening, I also have to look at, so I have like literally a column that says goal. This is like the goal income and the goal, how we are going to separate it. But then on the flip side, then I've got reality. Here's what's actually happening. Here's what we're actually bringing in. And this is how, with this reality, how I'm going to have to divide those expenses. So that takes a little bit of planning and you do have to be kind of more on top of those finances to make sure you're really seeing what's going on. But that ability to plan where this needs to go based off of your expenses that are coming up is really going to help give you that peace of mind of like, number one, ramen noodle number is checked off. Number two, ooh, I need to you know save this for taxes. Number three, 
oh, I'm also going to put this into my emergency fund number four. This can be like my discretionary expenses where I can like spend it on whatever the heck I want and not worry about it. So really dividing that and like looking at, okay, what bank account is this going to go into? How do I have to divide this into different bank accounts if you're using multiple bank accounts to essentially make sure that you're covered? And that's another thing too, is you could look at, and this is how I do it, having different bank accounts for different goals. Now, you guys have heard on Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, that I use Ally High Yield Savings Account because one of the things I like about them is that they have buckets for your savings goals. So for example, when I'm looking at dividing my my money and if I am putting some money towards taxes, I have a literal saving bucket for taxes. So boom, I just like get up, throw that in there and I'm done with that. But I also have a savings bucket for emergency funds. And then I also have a house savings bucket too. So all of those things that like ability to organize is really helpful. And then also with the business. So it's like, I've got the business accounts, but I also have my personal accounts. And my personal accounts is like where the bare minimum expenses have to go for the month, where it's like everything that I know that needs to come out of this is going to go into this bank account. And then the you know discretionary spending is going to be in there as well. So kind of that ability to assign that money a job and then move it to where it needs to go in the next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks is really what I think is the most helpful thing. You do have to stay on top of it. You've got to be paying attention to your finances, potentially a little bit more than you would if you had a like firm income, a stable income that you know every single month is going to be the same. But it's really getting into assigning each dollar a job. So I hope that's helpful. If you have more questions on how to manage that kind of, you know, varying income, DM me, feel free to ask. If you're in the Lazy Investors community, if you're in the Lazy Money Master Bootcamp, you guys can post those questions in the community there as well. And yeah, I think that's all I've got for you guys today. I've got it literally as soon as I log off, I'm going to send this off to my podcasting team and they're going to edit it. And then I am going to go start packing up my car because I am leaving to move across the country tomorrow. So wish me luck. I'm sending you all love. I thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being so supportive. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money Bear Podcast. If you've made it this far, do us a favor, take two seconds, rate, review, and subscribe. It seriously means the world to me. And if you just take a sec to do that, I will appreciate you endlessly. And if you do, let me know on Instagram and I'll thank you personally. So got that. And of course, since we were talking about anything financial on this show, please note that nothing on this show is intended as financial advice. I don't know you, unfortunately. And because of that, I cannot tell you what to do with your money. You got to work with a financial professional who knows your situation, who is preferably a fiduciary. And keep in mind that everything that we talk about on this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It's all my opinion. So there's that. If you want to see our full terms and conditions, head on over to the show notes. And while you're there, we've got free resources for you to get started on your money journey down in the show notes as well, including a free guide to help you with your budgeting templates and budgeting tutorials and investing 101, understanding the different accounts that are out there. All that good stuff is inside of my free guide, which is also available at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. And if you're ready to take our relationship to the next level, 
I am also hosting a monthly investing class and that investing class, you can find the times we're offering it this month at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash webinar. That link is in the show notes as well. And that's where you have the chance to meet me live and ask those money questions live. It's a good time. We've had over 20,000 people as of recording this join or register. And yeah, it's always nice to meet you guys. So I hope to see you there again. All that is available down in the show notes. So thank you again for coming and listening. I appreciate you and I'll see you next week.